Well, people say Chris Brown is. Uh, fair enough. I don't, yeah. got, I don't got no arguments to that. Chris Brown is definitely the king of R&B. Um, but can you be a king if you if you put hands on women? Can I you mean, do that? I don't know. I, I I don't know if I'm gonna uh-huh. if I'm gonna. Say, I don't look. I'm not gonna judge him <laughs> off of that. From, I'm not gonna judge him off of that incident. Yeah, because um, I don't know. Well, you've never been to West Indian women, but I have. <laughs> it's it's real hard to 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 stop yourself from putting hands on her. I, I'm not gonna judge him today <laughs> off of that incident, but I have right. judged him in the past of that incident. Okay. So, but I don't know. I don't know, honestly. As far as R&B goes, um, mm-hmm. I would say... That, I mean, there's so many talented, like, artists, new artists to me. So, like... But I can't call them king because they haven't paid their dues. No, king so, is a strong term. Yeah. So like, king means you dues, broke records. King means that, like, everybody's yeah. singing your songs. Like, king means that, like, you have timeless music. And I could go around this room right now and ask everybody to name a Jack Hui song. And yeah. I don't think anybody, including myself... Right, we'll be able to name one. And so. I think, and I think that's just what I want more from Chris Brown. I think he is undoubtedly in the competition yeah. as far as the competition king of R and B today. But I, I want more timeless songs from him. I want yeah. more songs that beyond just that time where we're like turning up to it, like it lingers. Like for example, uh, "Yo" to me is a timeless song. "Yo" is that's a timeless a, song. It's beautiful. You play that "Yo" song is anytime, a timeless song. Like, yes, it's gonna be like I want. I want more of that from him. That's really Chris, what I want. Chris hear. Brown don't know how much. Player haters, he he uh he he grew he uh, birthed, and when I was in high school, because Chris Brown dropped when I was like a sophomore, and all the girls was going crazy uh, in the magazines, looking at Chris Brown like, oh my he god, him he he light skin and he's sixteen just like say. me, and I was hating. Just like me. I was like, he's gay. That's that's what I. Was. <laughs> okay. Because that's what guys say to uh, about other guys gotcha. when, we, when we feel threatened, right? We, especially, especially, <laughs> light, especially, I be hating on light skinned men, right? We, we see a light, a pretty light skinned dude that that other women love. We <laughs> we throw gay. we throw homosexuality on him. Oh boy, well, at least you can admit it. <laughs> at least you can tell the truth. I'll well, admit it, man. Did you have a good week, Addy? I did actually. So far, so good. You know, yes, like yes, honestly, yes. since you know, I had a crazy roommate situation. Oh yeah, Ooh, your roommate man. was Ding crazy. Dong, as the whole gone. Yeah, your roommate was crazy. She as was far. crazy. Just, <laughs> crazy. I'm gonna just throw that out there. Yes, <laughs> she, was, she was insane. She was, she was insane. But yes. luckily, God removed her um, yes. and purged her out of my life. Yes. Now I have wonderful roommates. I have this wonderful roommate mm-hmm. who um, he's a guy actually, and he's extremely clean. Mm. He's really, really clean. He mm. actually enjoys cleaning. Honeymoon he's phase. Super respectful. That's no. all it is. He keeps his own. You're gonna space you're gonna like see that. a dirty sock on your couch uh, in no time. Uh, no, in <laughs> fact, in fact, he apologized to me. What did he apologize for? He apologized to me for not taking out the trash. And I go to the trash, it wasn't even full. And he was like, "Oh, I'm so sorry. I just had to run out in the morning, but I'll be able to do oh, it. That, come that's, back." I'm that's like, what we call a pick me nigga. What? <laughs> he's a, a pick me brother. No, okay, he's that's very what he respectful, is. Respectful, clean, and an additive. He's a nice person. No, so I'm, I'm glad that, that that I'm glad that situation because because <laughs> again your roommate she was crazy she was crazy as fuck I just <laughs> yeah I just itemized all the shit she owes me and I sent her an email and I was like I just want to thank you for leaving <laughs> like I was just like thank you, you said I thank did. you for leaving mm-hmm. I said thank you so much for doing what you needed to do because in less than twelve hours I found two great people wow and you know whatever mm-hmm. not trying to rub it in <laughs> <Wherever> <laughs> <laughs> I said I'm not I, trying to rub it in mm-hmm. yeah. I said I pray that you find peace in your life oh wow yeah and give me my money bitch. There you go. Period. There you go. You ready to get the show started? Let's do it. Let's do it, man. We got some shout outs. And um, last Friday, I had the privilege and honor of co-producing uh, Brendan's EP release party. And uh, this this went down at Gold Sounds Bar. 
and it was a success. The, okay. the turnout Brandon was fine, so I'm sure. Well, I, I mean, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I mean, but, uh, you know, you gotta get, you, I know you can't give light skin men credit, but <laughs> well, you know, he anyway. he is a good looking brother. Okay, good. If 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 you're gonna uh, put a gun to my head, um, he is a no good looking brother. No gun was brother. put to his head for the record. <laughs> there, there's an actual gun to my head. No. No, he we don't have you. Lucky we don't have our cameras on for shout outs. <laughs> he but, volunteered uh, <laughs> that one too. So, so no, you, all right, but, so you love Brendan next. Uh, uh, what else? No, Brendan's my guy. Yeah, Brendan's my guy. Um, as far I mean, I don't want nothing to happen <laughs> to the to the good brother. No, but the the, the turnout was amazing. Uh-huh. Um, it was we had like eighty people in the house, and you were able to stay awake. It started super late. First of all, uh, first of all, <laughs> don't, do, don't do that. You're old. I took a nap before I went. Okay, so there go. that there goes that. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, but the turnout was great, uh, and he absolutely killed it. If you've never seen Brendan perform, like he has a live band when he does his set, mm-hmm. so like this, like it's just amazing. Seeing a live band with any set is amazing. Um, seeing a live band with a hip hop set can like make that even more amazing. But the the turnout was great, the party was great, um, and shout out to Makers Mark. They sponsored the event and they blessed your boy with a bottle. Oh. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's gone now But You know what I'm saying They, they blessed your boy With a bottle And okay. I just wanted to <clears throat> Shout him out For a successful EP release party Yeah there you go There you go we need, I need some sound effects In here Well, well um, We're working on that Alright uh, <laughs> So um, What is this Okay So California passes A new bill That will allow College athletes To make money From their likeness About damn time And, and you know what I've been always I've been saying Since like the beginning Mm-hmm. You don't have to. The colleges don't have to give these players a salary mm-hmm. because, this, like, if you allow them to make money off their likeness, the ones who deserve to get paid will mm-hmm. get paid, mm-hmm. and the ones who don't deserve to get paid, they're not going to get paid. Yeah. And all you have to do is allow them to make money off their likeness. And California, who is always ahead of the curve to me when it comes to things like this, like they they were like the first to legalize marijuana. Yep. And now they're about to allow college athletes to make money off their likeness. Like, this took mm-hmm. way too long to happen. Right. Like, these kids go to these universities and they become superstars. Like, I'm glued to the television set every Saturday because some college kid is playing out of his mind. Well, maybe you need to work on that. Well, we're not talking, <laughs> don't, don't do that. Okay. It's okay. <laughs> but no, uh, these kids could make millions, hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not millions of dollars. Doing commercials, mm-hmm. doing signing autographs, um, mm-hmm. selling pictures, selling their their memorabilia, selling whatever they can. Because a lot of times these kids come from single parent households where the mom is working two, three, four jobs mm-hmm. and they are the man of the house. And as the man of the house and you have opportunity to leave the house now to go to college and you can't bring any money in where you were probably pitching in in the house all through high school and now you're in college, you can't pitch in. You have to talk to your mom every weekend and she's talking about how she's struggling mm-hmm. and the lights are off and there's no food, this, that, and the third. So you have to allow these players who are coming to these colleges and being big-time athletes to make money off their likeness. So what if I make a couple thousand dollars signing autographs on the weekends in the mall? Mm-hmm. So what if I sell my cleats and make a couple thousand dollars from that? Like, that should not be outlawed. And the NCAA has outlawed that from the very beginning of its existence. And California has taken a step in the right direction. Mm-hmm. They passed a bill that has allowed these athletes to make money from their likeness. And it is a new day in college sports. 
It really it's is. It's about time, to be yes, honest. Yes, it really is Hopefully about time. Hopefully it sets a real precedent. Yeah. Um, so I just wanted to add a point here. I just added a sub point. Um, I was reading this article with Jamel Hill. Who's this, yeah, you know, shout honestly, out to Jamel Hill. She, yes. I just want her to run for president. I know I would vote for her and so would all of the She got box people. braids. I don't know if they're going to vote no, for her. No, they wouldn't. But she needs straight. Okay. She I needs just, straight hair like my baby Kamala. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to be able to go to whatever, like, I don't know if there was a place in this universe where she was in charge of. Right. But she um, she just argued recently, uh, just kind of speak to this point of that black athletes um, she's making the case for why black athletes should actually go to black colleges mm-hmm. and I just want to read uh, some of what she said in before her before you get into that I 100% agree yeah and I wish I was more informed about mm-hmm. HBCUs when I was making a decision to go to college yeah and because I felt like a freaking outcast at mm-hmm. Alfred State mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah and her, her point is really economic because a lot yeah. of uh, you know so she basically said like the NCAA um, reported 1.1 billion dollars in revenue in 2017 um and uh they got like a cbs deal or whatever with um uh yeah cbs television deal with internal broadcasting deal mm-hmm. through 2032 which was an 8.8 billion dollar 8.8 billion dollar deal and a, about 30 division one schools bring in at least 100 million in athletic revenue per year almost all of these schools are majority white in fact black men only make up 2.4 percent of the total undergraduate population of the 65 schools in the so-called Power Five. Um, Two percent? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> um, yeah. And of the so-called Power Five athletic conferences, yeah, black men make up 55% of the football players in those conferences mm. and 56% of the basketball players. So then she says black athletes should consider attending HBCUs to help them financially since most PWIs make millions off of players of color. Mm. Alabama's athletic department generated 174 million mm. in um, the 2016 to 2017 school year, whereas the HBCU that generated the most money from the athletics that year, Prairie View A and M, brought in less than 18 million dollars. Um, so yeah, so people are you know people are criticizing her, calling her a segregationist, and, and you know anything that promotes oh black of course anything that promotes black yeah black is, em- excellence yeah oh yeah. Oh, God. Ridiculous. So, but I, this makes complete sense. Honestly, if we really were able to, and this is this is honestly always the call, right? If mm-hmm. we were to in any area, right, of black identity and spaces that we occupy, right. if we were able to come to re- really come together in support of one another. We could really make a lot of shit pop and a lot of money because they really are making so much money off of our talent, off of our bodies, um, off of our beauty, our yeah. you know the beauty industry is making a bunch of money off of black women. Like in every area you see that is dominated by white mainstream America, um, if black people came together, it would be we would be able to have that money back. But we understand though the barriers there, right? Because there's a lot of propaganda that goes into making sure that these systems are as they are. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember growing up like being told like, oh well, you know, the goal is to go to like an Ivy League school, right? Like if you're going to go to college, I mean, which you did, it's the goal, right? Um, <laughs> And and HBCU is like, oh yeah, that's a, that's a good school, but like you know, it's a you know it's a black school, and you know yeah. if you had to choose between the two, you know, not that it was a bad thing, but like you you know, so all of those messages as far as like, oh, what's going to get you the most jobs, blah, mm-hmm. blah blah blah. But once if we really just stop thinking like that and put all of ourselves and put all of our resources together and start just being there for each other and like showing up where it matters, we could create those jobs. Like yeah. we could we can have those jobs when we leave college. We can make sure that these institutions are sustainable um, because when you think about it like a lot of these Ivy League schools and whatnot they they have like billions of dollars they're 
yeah, extremely they, they sustainable. Have, they have billionaire mm-hmm. alumni, millionaire yeah. alumni who are just like, and for example, <clears throat> the, the, the Oklahoma State University, they, they have this stadium named after this guy who just passed away, this oil, this oil tycoon. Mm-hmm. He, and they said he donated three over $300 million to the school. Ooh. Over $300 million to the school. And the kids are not making no bread off of this. Like, and they're not allowed to make money off their own likeness. Like, yeah. be, I, I worked hard to become a superstar. Yeah. And I can't make money because right. so, like, it's illegal for me to take $1,000 right. to sign my cleats to sell. Right. Like, it's the craziest thing. It's terrible. It's, it's like, if you're making money off of my likeness, yes. then you shouldn't be able to make money off of my likeness either. Like, and, you know and, what I mean? At the very least. And the NCAA's argument. Paid, you shouldn't get paid. The NCAA's argument is that once you sign that letter of intent, to, to take that scholarship, they mm. now own your likeness. Slavery. And now they, well, there mm. you go. I ain't want to say it. Well, mm. I, do, I, did, I, I, I didn't care to not say it, but it definitely is slavery. People, considering, like, what happens right. <laughs> when you're a football player and, like. <laughs> yeah, tell me about yeah. it. I'm, I mean, I'm, you I'm can go- tell me more. <laughs> I'm going through a lot right now. <laughs> <laughs> CTE popping. I'm, I'm pretty I'm pretty <laughs> sure. I'm pretty sure I, ha- I have that. Right. So. <laughs> I'm almost positive that <laughs> that I'm dealing with that. Well, um, but we're, we're going to move yeah. on here and, and shout outs. And uh, as you heard at the beginning of the show, the old <laughs> uh, Power theme song, 50 thought that, you know, it was time for a change. The people thought it was time for a change. No, he thought it was a time for a oh, change. Oh, okay. You mean, oh, when he made the. Yeah, when he made the. No, when he made the Trey Songs yeah. version. And to, to Trey Songs defense, okay. When 50 came to him and said, I want to make a new, I want to remix the original song. Mm-hmm. When he, this was this was via his interview on The Breakfast Club. He said, Trey Songs looked at him and said, why the hell do you want to do that? <laughs> so Trey Songs wasn't down with it. Okay. Now, 50 decided that he was going to go forward and change it anyway. Yes, he did. And so he did that. And um, it was rejected by just about anybody and everybody <laughs> who watches the show. Right, because the problem was that when you hear the song in isolation, it doesn't sound too bad. No, it doesn't. But I remember when I played you both. Remember when I played you both? Yeah. And I saw your face. You were like, the song is not that bad. And it's then I not. played, at first I played the Trey Songs version, and then I played the Joe version, and he was like, oh shit, I hear it. Like, yeah. Because you hear the soul. You know, yeah. Jo- just Joe like, just like, has soul. soul. Like, Trey Songs, like, Trey Songs, like, when you hear him saying, you'd be like, yo. And, and you, and I'm not going to steal your, your, your intellectual property here. You said this when, when Trey Song sings. You you think like, damn, this guy can sing, but you don't mm-hmm. feel nothing. Yeah. When Joe sings, you know what I'm saying. You feel like, yo, like, damn, I, I've been hustling for a long time too. Like, you like, know, you feel me? Like, that's oh, <laughs> this is where it goes down. <laughs> exactly. Right, license. I got to make if, it. If the show was based <laughs> in Las Vegas, Miami. Los Angeles, <laughs> the Trey Songs version would have been perfect. Calabasas, that's Calabasas, Calabasas. right? <laughs> but New York, yeah. nah, man, we need that Joe we need version. That we need that. We need that gritty. We no need that suburban music. Exactly, none <laughs> of that, man. Because we we gritty and grimy here in New York. I... Man. So shout out to Fifty. You you let the although I'm not a fan of letting peer pressure dominate your decisions. Well, I mean, is it peer pressure or like... Yeah, it was peer pressure. It's about that money, though. Like, if the fans want it, he has to give it to them. Be honest. Were you going to stop watching Power because of the the theme song? No, but... If anything... But it would have taken away focus from the show. Like, it would have been like, yo, take this shit off. Like, it was was an overwhelming response. I don't think so. It was an overwhelming response that 
you know, he obviously didn't feel strongly enough about. So no, and and kudos to Fifty because like most people, especially in a, in a like in a in a position that Fifty's in, he would have said, "Yo, this is a new theme song. Fuck y'all, deal mm-hmm. with it." But he didn't do that. Mm-hmm. He said, "You know what? The people don't like it. Let me change this shit back." You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So shout out to him for list actually listening to the fans because right. you oftentimes you don't see uh uh shows doing that. Mm-hmm. They don't listen mm-hmm. to the fans. They don't listen to the people. And Fifty has uh, does a good job of listening to the people and giving us exactly what he wants. He yeah. knows that this is a great show that we all love, and this is going to go down as one of the greatest shows of all time. It honestly. really is. And honestly, if White America doesn't want to see it, they yeah, because the yeah, because the Emmys is fronting on them, knowing mm-hmm. damn well that they're killing. Yeah, no. knowing damn well that they're killing. Yeah, and like yeah, Fifty Cent is in his own personal dealings, from what we see, is yeah, less than favorable. He's a real. He's definitely definitely a genius as far as like a creator. Yes, definitely. Like, and a producer. As, as far as marketing as well. Opportunity. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Finding opportunities to like tell real stories and whatnot. But anyway, all right. Next, um, I wanted to just shout out. Um, yeah, click on that. Pe- Peaches Monroe. Yeah, y'all know Peaches. <laughs> I don't know who the hell that is. So Peaches Monroe is uh-huh. a young lady who um actually came up with the term on fleek. Uh, so back in like 2014, I think um, she had like remember when Vine was popping and stuff. No. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> can we play? Can we play this with this? Yeah, you could play okay, it. Okay. So this was the. Okay. That's that's her, right? Yeah, that's her. But that's not the original video. Okay. All right, but anyway, let me read this. So this is from Madame Noir. So you might know Peaches Monroe, aka Kayla Lewis. Um, hey Lewis, hey. Anyway, we, we cousins uh, by name, <laughs> but there is a great chance that you've heard her phrase on fleet. It seemed like from the moment she uttered the phrase outside of the Burlington Coat Factory in her mother's car and Vine, it was used. In Why every- they had to do that though in her mother's car, in in her car, in the car? Why they had to do that? It was used in every way. Tear down my in black every queens. Which way, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Maybe her mama's driving her in every which way by brands, musical artists, etc. And she never saw a dime from it. Uh, but the days of having her creations used for other people and their pockets are over. And while the payday has come later than it should have, it's here. In the latest release, Fenty Beauty announced their eyebrow pencil. And in a move that made perfect sense, they tapped Peaches to introduce the product. You can check it out below. So she gets to introduce a product for Fenty Beauty. Okay, Can you play? Oh yeah. So I think she's definitely getting some portion. <laughs> oh yeah, she definitely gotta get PC off of that. Put, put it up. Oh, I mean the background music is just gonna go up if I. Oh okay, well then forget it. Oh so anyway, yeah. so shout out to Peaches. We just radio make sure people. that Peaches gets her things. Okay. Um, and, yes. You know, be careful with what you put out on the internet. You know, sometimes it's tempting, right, to be funny and stuff. But think about it. If it's really funny, like keep it to yourself. <laughs> put it right it down isn't it crazy that you you have a good five seconds mm-hmm. on social media and in her case what was it like a, her six video seconds. was like six seconds At right most. you have a good a really good really funny really solid six seconds mm-hmm. and it makes a bunch of other people but you millionaires yeah like literally she created a slang term in the culture she did by saying on fleet she did and she ain't getting nothing nope 
we need to start our own social media of black folks. Like, what are we well, doing? While we on on Twitter, yeah. okay, we need to make our own black Twitter right. and separate ourselves. Come on, you know, you know what I'm saying? They like, will infiltrate. <laughs> they will. Digital they will. blackface is real. They will. <laughs> Just that's what that's that's why my man Bookman, the 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 guy who uh, was integral in in freeing Haiti from from uh, France. You know what I'm saying? The first thing he did was kill all the Uncle Toms and the sellouts. Because he knew that there was snitch on his movement. <laughs> All right. So that's your proposal <laughs> to create this black Twitter. Find, create black Twitter and find out, mm-hmm. find all the sellouts and kill them. Okay. Addy said that. I mean, no. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think it could work if we were to build organically. Like you, oh, you invite a trusted person, but you got to be thorough, thorough for me to invite you. Yeah, and right. You got to invite another thorough, thorough person. But I got to know that your decision making is thorough, thorough. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. The problem is that you can't exactly. <laughs> so that would work. Um, so white people always have access to black intellectual property, and they will take it and use it forever. Yes, right. sir. So <laughs> that is our shout outs for today. We're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back with trending topics. So stay locked in. It's your boy, Ben Lewis, the best in the world, the hip hop junkie alongside Addie the baddie. This is her. That's all you got for the people. This is her. This is her. There you go. She's she being nice and subtle today. You know what I'm saying? What do you mean? I'm just, I'm, you know, I'm shy. No. <laughs> You're shy. Yeah, I'm coy. I wouldn't have you sitting next to me if you were shy. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, I, here I am, and I've been making it, despite my social anxiety. All right, stay locked in. Don't go anywhere. Coming up right now is Keys Van Gogh with Differences. You're listening to Radio Free Brooklyn, and it's Ben Talks. We'll be right back. I'm lost in emotion. I need someone to rescue me Cause we're just going through the motions I guess I should've let you be Was I the one who hurt you? Say that I'm the one to Patience is a virtue, baby. Let's see how long we play this game. Lately, it's like. is a virtue, baby, let's see how long we play this game, lately it's like you and I, you and 
just don't read much, I'm a project You just need to listen much, this craft is the death of me Loneliness creeps up on me, you don't want this baggage claim Plus I'm chasing fame, I wasn't done changing Baby come back, <laughs> things take time Please come back, don't hang up now Too late for that, can't lose your love now Too late for that, don't leave me alone now Too late for that, I'm alone now Please pray for that, uh There goes our future, that's what this comes to now I don't trust nobody There goes our future, that's what this comes to now I don't trust nobody They say B, you should open up They say B You shut off too much, I say nah, you just talk too much, I say nah, you just open up, cause when you at your worst, they pull out the hearse, might as well dig my own hoe first, I guess I didn't understand what a break meant, see you later. Suddenly turned to never I know you home, I called your phone Said you at work now Then I saw you in Best Buy You gotta go now That's funny, matter of fact Who that nigga that you with? Is it legit? Is it a fling? Did he hit? Now you see why I don't trust, trust Trust that type of shit that leave you in the dust, dust Never wanted it to end Too late for that I'm alone now Please pray for that There goes our future That's what this comes to now I don't trust nobody There goes our future That's what this comes to now I don't trust nobody Never know, never know why, yeah Tell me and believe in you when I, I am divine I can define it all I need that gateway, April 1st Who you fooling in the next month Calling out Mayday, wait, wait, wait My window painting, I'm looking out Blacking out in my left hand And that smoke alarm, I just took it out I had a bad day, a bad month All I hear is these sounds I don't answer when my girl call Cause we just gonna start arguing Y'all, 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 y'all I'm moving like I'm on jet lag Thinking about this girl I met She a cutie but no death cab I just wanna break bad Pray for when the night fall That I don't find myself locked up For breaking a white man's laws Oh, bang, 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 bang Exhale on that smoke slow I don't really be smoking these And my body taking it personal I'll stop and I get over this I hope the effects are reversible I'm a man, nigga I don't stress and this how I get emotional Hey, man 
it, huh? I pray to God, yeah. I pray to God, keep away all you decide, amen. Right, right, right. I'm saying, amen. 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 Tell me of what I said. Yeah, I begin to be dying. Heretic, this liquor fest. I'm living in the moment. Roman Caesar, tell I perish. I cherish times with my mother. And it burns like heresy. When I think about my dream, she told me to go brag. Be the king of all these queens. Wait, every breath I breathe. I'm just waiting on my future to arrive. And the devil keep on calling me, but he get no reply. Amen. Yeah. I pray to God, yeah. I pray to God, but why I'm still on it, but not an amen. And I'm saying amen, amen, ha, amen. Ha, I pray to God, I pray to God, why I'm still on it, but not an amen. I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm saying. Yes, sir. That was Zayi with Amen. You're listening to Brook. Oh, whew. I'm still thinking it's the last show. You're listening to Ben Talks right here live on Radio Free Brooklyn with your boy, the best in the world, Ben Lewis, alongside Addy the Baddie. Hello. Don't do that. Me don't do again. That. I don't want to have to cut your mic off. Oh, so mean. <laughs> no. And we are back with our trending topics. Trending, trending, trending. Yes, sir. Wow. Everything going down. If we had some theme music, in the we'd culture. insert it here. Well, we, we got we got uh, the music playing underneath it right now. You know what I'm saying? Um, so, okay. uh, Addy, you can start us off with uh, what we what we got here. Okay, so this one's interesting. Um, yes, very. And so, basically, uh, the FCC mm-hmm. um, is basically looking into payola investigations after reports of problematic conduct. So, oh, is a, that so? There's some words, some terms to break down here. Yes. <laughs> um. So, payola is the street term. Up for getting paid for services under the table. Yep. So the Recording Industry Association of America has been asked to investigate, quote unquote, possible violations of federal laws and regulations that mm-hmm. expressly prohibit payola. Yep. The request was detailed in a letter from the Federal Commission's Federal Communications Commission's uh, Commissioner, <laughs> Michael Riley, who addressed this concern to RIAA CEO and Chairman Mitch Glazier. Yep. O'Reilly cited recent reports. From the radio industry is having raised concerns regarding pay- possible payola, quote unquote, to the extent that payola is currently occurring within the industry. Mm-hmm. I'm writing to ask for your help in ensuring that the practice be discontinued. O'Reilly said, while some have asserted that current payola restrictions violate the First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution, the commission is obligated to comply with the governing statute until instructed otherwise by the courts or by Congress. So, um, so yeah, I, I just remember this whole idea of payola being brought up. I remember mm-hmm. Nicki Minaj bringing it up a lot. Yep. Um, and so I don't know if she was the one who sparked it, but um, but basically, you know, uh, I remember back was it last year when there was some type of beef with like Nicki Minaj and DJ Self. Yeah. Or maybe she said something about him mm-hmm. during an interview. I don't remember. But um, I think that I remember DJ Envy was kind of like, oh, we're not playing her music anymore. Yeah, DJ Envy did did uh, ban her from, from, from at from, least the Breakfast Club. From, I mean, yeah. If DJ Envy doesn't have enough juice to tell the entire Power 105 to not play Nicki Minaj music. Right. Because quite frankly, that would throw their whole algorithm out of whack. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Nicki Minaj is one of those voices that 
you know, whatever she, whenever she's on the track, you mm-hmm. want to get that. Now, like Nicki Minaj is on is on uh, Z100. Like yeah. that's how influential she is. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like to ban her from the entire station, no. DJ Envy definitely doesn't have that kind of juice. No. Um, but he, she was definitely banned from the Breakfast Club for a, a long time. Right. Yeah. And I remember in that same kind of like rant she had at the time, she had expressed, you know, that she wasn't surprised by this move. Yeah. She had said that she said that like there was a lot of there was a lot of payola in the industry in terms. Yeah, of I'm like not. I'm not surprised getting, by it either. Yeah, getting getting artists to the forefront. Yeah. Um, you know, money exchanging hands between oh, major yeah. labels oh, yeah. and mm-hmm. uh, radio personalities who yep. have the pull or the leverage to get those yep. artists in those positions of power, influence, mm-hmm. or streams. Yeah. Um, and so, um, and uh, she was really referencing Cardi B and Cardi B's rise, and implying that some part of Cardi B's success had to do with that. Um, but also saying, making a larger point about how that, how that, how this all operates in the industry, um, and saying that she, on the other hand, she's had to work for everything she's had. So um, that I remember that was the first time I heard about this whole payola thing. So oh yeah, um, what are your thoughts? Um, well, payola is something like, and and I, I really learned what payola was when I when I um, decided that I was going to go to school and kind of become like official, like with this with with the radio thing, mm-hmm. um, and so. I definitely believe that this is is going on at major radio stations because I am dealing with a lot of artists. I am, you know, I'm always talking to these artists and I'm not going to put anybody's name out there, obviously. But like guys tell me like, oh, I got to I got to bring a bag of money to this station and I got to bring some money to that station so that I could get my my this this certain single played during this guy's mix. So payola is definitely something that's going on. Now I myself, I refuse to take any type of money, any amount of money. I don't care if it's a is life changing, a million dollars, I will shed a tear while I tell you no. Because like I am not going to take part in this because I don't want to be like I don't want to be bought. Yeah. So to speak. And a lot of these DJs, a lot of these personalities, a lot of these radio stations allow themselves to be bought. Yeah. They allow a record label to come to them with a bag full of money and say, hey, put this put this single into your rotation. Right. Put this into your mix. You know what I'm saying? A lot of right. DJs take money for that. And, and the hard part, too, though, is that, like, you know, these people have a lot of power. Yeah. So it's like, if, even if you chose not to take it, mm-hmm. like, I can imagine that there could be some potential consequences there, too, in terms of, like, maybe this person knowing the person who owns the actual radio station. Right. Who might have the leverage to, like, end your career, you know, stuff right. like that. Kind of like, I, I wonder like, how much that factors. Right. Like, for example, like, if you or I refuse to take mm-hmm. some money from, from a certain artist, if we're, let's say, let's say we're at a Power 105 or Hot 97, right? And we... Decide we're not going to take money, but the the program director decides he's going to take money. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like so, it's it's this payola on on several like different levels, and I there is a lot of suspicion. Like Cardi B is with Atlantic, mm-hmm. right? There's a lot of suspicion. Just to to go back to what you said mentioned before, how Nicki Minaj kind of hinted that part of Cardi B's success is because of payola. Our Atlantic artists are all over the radio. Mm-hmm. Are all the records necessarily hot that it gets to the radio? No, but somehow it always gets there, mm-hmm. and you could like you could kind of see or you could kind of notice that like certain people from with certain labels kind of get pushed more so than others. Well, one person I can say this for sure about allegedly I have to say, but Taylor Swift that one is questionable to me. 
because I don't hear anybody mm. singing along to nobody's Taylor Swift song. Mm. Like, and, I mean, right. I hear people like singing Ariana Grande. Like, I'm not right. even, you know, like I understand that white people have a huge share of the market, but the way that her her music be climbing them charts, yeah, climbing them streams, I'm like, I don't hear it anywhere. Yeah, but yet. You know, she's getting access to all of these channels and whatnot because she is an investment and yeah. a very expensive investment. So and, and let's be real, like know. any any type of rule, right, that is made for people to not be able to take money under the table. Just give it some time and people will find a loophole. Of people course. will find a way around it. People will find a way to kind of circumvent the rule yeah. so that they can still collect money and kind of do what they were doing before. So with the FCC kind of trying to investigate this situation right now, yeah, it may stop, but it's only going to stop for a matter of time. It's not going to stop forever. It's going to stop until somebody figures out a way to get some more money under the table without anyone knowing. Exactly. In no order for them. There's yeah, no there's, way to stop this. There's no what real way to stop it. What they're going to do is they're going to make an example out of somebody. Yeah. Somebody they are. they're going to make an example out of yeah, they that are. person is going to be the person who has the least to actually offer. Yeah, and, l- and let me tell <laughs> let me let me send a message to there's a lot of internet stations, you know what I'm saying? A lot of people out there that have a, a some type of live broadcast and they are telling talking about, "Oh, we got these packages, pay this amount and get your record in rotation." Listen, that's payola. Yep. Stop it. All right? Don't take a bag full of money and end up having to play a really shitty record. Mm-hmm. And that's the biggest reason I don't take money. Because if I take a bag of money, let's say, for example, from you, mm-hmm. right? Well. And the record. Uh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> if I take a bag of money from an artist and the record is trash, because I have accepted that money, I now have to back that record. Mm-hmm. So that's yep, one of the yep. biggest reasons why I don't like oh, want right. to take that's money mm-hmm. for promotional packages to get your record play like if you send me a record and it's trash it's not gonna get played on radio free brooklyn straight period point blank like it's not gonna get played if it's trash all right i have to fuck with the record i have to think the record is fire i said i have a couple people whose ear i really trust that i send these records to and they they said they tell me like yo this is good this is this that and the third and that's how a record gets played when i'm on air but there are people that are taking money and it's payola and it's wrong because Someone who's not talented may just have a bunch of money to spend on a record and they end up getting a spot over a very talented, very deserving artist. And Yo. the whole thing is just wrong. And I'm glad the FCC is trying to crack down on it. No, I like I've, I've heard some really awful things like on like really awful songs. Right. That are so bad. <laughs> I mean, are so bad. Have you ever heard a song that's just like so bad? But it's like playing on the radio yeah, all the where, time. Yeah, where do I start? <laughs> <laughs> I think I was in a department store and I heard, I was like, what? Like, how did this end up? How? Eddie's like, I can definitely write something better. Well, 100%. <laughs> like, my worst song is better than that. Right. And like, it's playing on in, in the store. So you got placement in a mall. Like, yeah, exactly. That's crazy. You're getting all these kind of placements mm-hmm. and you're not deserving. But Weird. it's because... Maybe you sold drugs. Maybe you just had a bunch of money. Maybe you're a trust fund baby. Like maybe wherever your money's coming from, you might have that over a very talented, very deserving artist. Mm-hmm. And you could put, you could afford to put five thousand, six thousand, ten thousand dollars behind a record to get it on some major stations mm-hmm. who are participating in payola. And you're not necessarily deserving of it. I hope the FCC cracks all the way down on this. Yep. And I hope that they do make an example out of somebody to to scare all the other stations. That are taking part in this, mm-hmm. like it's 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 not right. It's not right at all, and, and it, it 
it's illegal and it, and it, so people need to stop. Who those, gonna... those of you who are like participating in it? <laughs> Ben's Macus ain't getting no money. So, I don't. Oh, you know, I'm. Oh my bad. I ain't mean to. I I don't I don't I don't want to take money for to play people's records on the show. I want to play a record that I think is actually hot. What you do? And I think that um, someone is deserving of it. Yes. That's okay. that's that's why I want to play a record. Wait, where'd you where'd you put my What are you looking for? The one you just closed out of. Did you close it? Oh, no, that was I, was I was I just queued it up so I could read it. <laughs> and you just closed it. Oh. Oh well, my bad. Don't touch things. Well okay. yeah. <laughs> All right. So ninety nine percent of my student bad. loans of uh, forgiveness applications were rejected. Uh another super again. ridiculous thing. Again. Yes. So um, basically, I'm just going to explain. So basically, so here's the uh, here's the recap. The federal government offers the student loan forgiveness program mm-hmm. for public servants. So like teachers, you know, people, I think uh, like in the I think military might count for this or like yeah. law. OK, lawyers, like people who like do pro bono work, um, right. like in law school and stuff, whatever, like all that stuff. So anyway, um, oh, AmeriCorps. So anything that would cover public servants, uh, meaning you don't get paid shit. But you are doing quite the task that everyone else. Pretty much. <laughs> so student loan borrowers who think they qualify apply. Ninety nine percent are rejected. Congress creates an expanded student loan forgiveness program. Student loan borrowers who think they qualify for the expanded program apply. Ninety nine percent are rejected. So how many requests were granted under this expanded student loan forgiveness program? From May 2018 to 2019, only 661 completed requests received a total of $27 million um, of student loan forgiveness, which is less than 4% of the $700 million that Congress allocated for this expanded program. The department has taken steps to help borrowers better understand the complex eligibility requirements, application process benefits, and other information related to the PSLF and TEP SLF programs. Mm-hmm. Angela Marbido, U.S. Education Department press secretary, told NPR the department agrees with the GAO's recommendations about how to improve the programs. A number of our efforts are already under underway. So here's what to do so you don't get rejected. One, um, work in a qualified public service role. So you and I are. Wait, you, <laughs> you, you, you might be in. No, I'm out. No, I'm <laughs> not in. I'm not in a public no? service role. No, what? I'm not a teacher anymore. But you still work in education. But I'm not a public servant. You're helping teachers. Just, why why is it that not no. design curriculum? Like huh? So how are we gonna learn without a curriculum? I understand. That's I'm, the craziest thing I've I, ever heard. I wouldn't. I wouldn't qualify myself as a public servant. I wouldn't. Well, I, I qualify myself as a public servant. <laughs> but according, I mean, to- I would qualify myself <laughs> as a public servant as it pertains to my employment here at Radio Free Brooklyn because then my boss does not pay me a thing. Oh, whoa, whoa, why you got? Yet put I that am. Okay. Yet I am uh, offering a very public service <laughs> to the you, masses. You just gonna put me under the spot like that, huh? With my amazing personality, intellect, beauty. Well, Ke- Kevin's making more than all of us, so that's. <laughs> oh shit, he is, Kevin. I can't. Right. I can't. I can't. Um, Kevin's so, about to play word. <laughs> then number two, you should have direct and federal student loans. Uh-huh. Private student loans are not eligible, so if you have FFEL loans. Consolidate them into a direct consolidation loan to qualify. This is why I'm glad I play football because I don't know what none of this shit is. Okay, <laughs> right. I just I just well, sat in I just sat in the coach's office and he was like, "Yeah, we're gonna figure out a way to get you into school." And I was like, "Okay." All right, like, well, then keep your mouth shut because there's people listening who want to know. All right, all right. Number all right. three, 
Enroll in an eligible income-driven repayment plan. Mm-hmm. Make the majority of your student loan payments under the income-driven repayment plan. And But what that means is they're not going to just say, oh, pay like $1,500 a month when you're making $300 a month. It's going to be based on and re- relative to your income, meaning like if you are making the $300 a month, it'll be like, all right, we'll take 10% right. of your income versus like what you don't actually have to pay. So make sure that you check that out when you are applying for loans and whatnot and assessing your eligibility. Number four, um, you must have applied for public service loan forgiveness and have been rejected. The reason you were rejected, you made, sorry, you must have applied for the public service loan forgiveness and have been rejected. The reason you were rejected is that you made at least some of your student loan payments under an ineligible student loan repayment plan. Um, So how do you apply for the temporary extended, expended, uh, public service loan forgiveness two steps uh you can email the fed loan servicing at t-e-p-s-l-f at n-y and sorry at myfedloan.org uh-huh or and uh to include the same name under which you submitted your public service loan forgiveness application and your date of birth in the email you can find right. this information on forbes so you can just, like, google it if you need to read it closely but uh, get your money back, please. Yo, they're really not trying to forgive nobody's loans. Like, yeah, what not. is it going to like? The I'm telling you, the bubble. And I keep saying this every time yeah. there's a topic related to um, student loans or student loan debt. Mm-hmm. That bubble is going to burst. And it is going like th- people our age, like millennials. They're not buying houses. They don't have shit. Like they're not buying houses, they're not having kids, they're not getting married. For why? Like because of these like, student loans. Like exactly. everything that our parents drilled into our head, you need to go to college mm-hmm. so you could do this, that, and the third. It's like, no, like we can't do it because I just graduated from college. You're happy as hell. But the reason that I was crying on the stage was because I I need to figure out how to pay this hundred and fifty thousand dollar debt that I'm in. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like the average person, like I, I got to uh, I was fortunate enough. To, to play football and, and not have to, you know, incur that much debt. Yeah. So, like, but the average person has, like, $100,000, $200,000 worth of debt. Mm-hmm. And it's like, the degree that you graduated with, it's not going to get you that salary. Nope. And so, you're, you're basically digging yourself out of a hole from the day you get into the workforce to what? The time you retire? Yep. So, most people pay off their loans just before they retire. Mm-hmm. Like, that least- is craziness at least back in the day you 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 know once you're done and you retire you have like social security right you know and that shit is disappearing and yeah that shit is gone so honestly i don't know why everyone is acting calm but that's why for me i'm like you got to stack up get your money right right my next goal like honestly this whole housing situation thing for me yeah just opened up my eyes i'm getting a home like within the next year within the next year yeah i gotta get a place Two families, what I would suggest. If you could, you know well, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely gonna get a place that I can rent out for yeah. sure. Oh yeah. Um, I ain't had to tell you that though. No, no. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I honestly, I might that. just get it to rent it out, but yeah. I just need something. Yeah. Oh to yeah. To call my own because otherwise the displacement is real. Yeah, but I know man. that, like you know, I heard that the market, like, like you said, the bubble is going to burst. Oh, I the market I, is going to wait. implode. And <laughs> I watch MSNBC be, every day. Yeah. Hoping gonna, that they say. It is a crisis right now because I think yeah. like um and and Hassan Minaj uh who who's the host of the Patriot Act on mm-hmm, Netflix mm-hmm. I don't know if y'all are familiar with Hassan yes, Minaj great show. um but he got to speak in front of Congress just the other day um and and like the student loan debt is like in the trillions yeah in the trillions like college tuition has risen like five hundred percent so the people that's making decisions 
on like how we get to pay these loans back and who gets to be forgiven. They paid like a thousand dollars a semester, like when they were in college. Like these are people who graduated in the 1960s and the 1970s when college was nothing. Like college tuition has risen 500 percent from that from the people who are making the decisions on whether or not we get to pay it back mm -hmm. to now 500%. That is astronomical and it's it is terrible and crazy. There's these I remember reading this article about like how like the baby boomers might be sociopaths <laughs> and I think might <laughs> I think <laughs> they I think are sociopaths. They literally took everything and it was like now work for it you lazy bitches. Yeah, right? All right, let's move on. Um okay, so uh, oh, this? before we do this one, yes. I did want to just mention um, the hurricane that affected the Bahamas, the, yes, Hurricane yes. Dorian. I do want to talk about that. Real oh, yeah, quick. yeah, yeah. We, we um, kind of glossed. We didn't even get to it well, last yeah, week. Because yeah, because it, it just fell in a time where yeah. Yeah, it was on a weekend. Yeah. Anyway, but it's important that we acknowledge that. No, yeah, for sure. Over for 50 sure. people were killed. 2,500 people are missing. Oh, the my whole, God. Um, I think it's the whole, it's the whole, one. this whole city. I think it's called Acabo, something like that. I, ooh, I, might, I might be saying it wrong. Um, but one one of the one of the main cities that was impacted, mm -hmm. the whole city's gone, and yeah. like it, and it was crazy because like I, I watched this video of this woman talking about like how she said everything was uprooted, like churches, yeah. homes. She was just like she's like the smell of death everywhere. I saw like, that video. I saw. Yeah, that video. I was the, just the like, lady driving in the car. The lady right? driving in the car. Yeah. So I'm just like you know like whatever we can do to help. Like there's been people chiming in or chipping in to help and stuff. So shout out to Michael Word. Michael Jordan. You know we give him a lot of shit. Michael B. Jordan uh, or no, Michael, Michael Jordan? Michael Jordan. Michael, mm -hmm, yeah. The GOAT? Mm-hmm. Michael the GOAT. Oh, shit. Mm -hmm. Okay. Michael the GOAT, who, you know. Well, he did. He, he sent some money or he sent some Jordans? He sent, he, he sent a million. He sent a million dollars. You could send some Jordans with that? Uh, <laughs> Let me stop. <laughs> so, here's no. my... I just had a one. I just had a theory. Yeah, though, do your thing. Yeah, go ahead. I, so... Here's the thing with this hurricane, and I don't want to be a conspiracy theorist, but I have to go be ahead. A I, I'm a conspiracy theorist, theorist myself. So. Because the hurricane was coming to Florida, was go, was heading to Florida for weeks. Everyone knew it. the The charts knew it, but then it changed and adjusted course last minute, and was heading towards the Carolinas. And so now the people in the Carolinas were panicking, and then it adjusted course abruptly and just wiped out the Bahamas. So the Bahamas literally had no time. Eddie, are you familiar with the heart machine? No, but I if am familiar you, with another this report. Okay, go ahead. The heart machine is a machine that uses electromagnetic fields to manipulate clouds to send weather in certain directions. Look, Kevin looking at me like I'm crazy, but <laughs> it sends weather in a direction that they so choose. Okay, so they could have said, we don't want this kind of hurricane on American soil. We don't want them to destroy Florida or the Carolinas. Well, here's another thing. Who do we not give a fuck about? Oh, just send it to the Bahamas. We'll, re we'll rebuild the tourist lo the tourist spots so that we can send our cruises there by the time the next summer comes around. And then the, the rest of the island, we won't give a fuck about. I'm well, just saying. Similar to that in that vein, mm -hmm. what I was going to say is that there is a um, there was a special report Mm -hmm. That went out in the 70s, 60s or 70s. That was about um, the U.S.'s involvement. And it was a classified report um, in international population control and like efforts that would be secret covert operations that would be taken to limit pop population increase to for the betterment of the entire universe. Right. Right. 
Um, and so I, I wonder, I'm not saying that this is a thing, but I'm just saying, I wonder when things like this happen that just don't make any sense like that, because it's just like, and, and then again, climate change just also doesn't make sense. Right. So like climate change makes it so that like patterns that used to be predictable are no longer predictable because, uh, because the environment has changed so much that we right. can't, we can't rely on the tools we have to, to measure it. But that was just really sad to me that this you know, whole town got wiped out and so many people are missing and dead. Um, so I just wanted to, you know, shout out to really shed light actually on that situation and to offer my condolences. Yeah, man. And um, acknowledgement of what a, a huge loss. A huge loss. Yeah, big time. All right. So moving on to uh, Malik Yoba goes on The Breakfast Club and defends his trans attraction. Oh, man. I, did you watch the Breakfast Club interview I that he did? I did. I watched the whole thing. I watched the interview as well. And I was just left confused. Okay, so... Uh, all right, so let's start. Um, so if let's just to backtrack for everybody who doesn't know, uh, Malik Yoba went out on Twitter and, you know... Twitter is now the official place where you just make official announcements. Yeah, like, of course. You tweeted like you believe that Nicki Minaj is retired. I don't. I think it was a tweet. But Twitter <laughs> has given people this platform. It's like the news source, right? It's like breaking news, Twitter. Yeah. Uh, and so Malik Yoba went on to uh, express his frustrations with um, a situation that happened in the previous weeks where a young man uh, committed suicide. Committed suicide. Yes, because he, uh, he, he was attracted. He was in a relationship with, with a trans woman. Yes. And yeah. he was getting bullied and whatnot. And I believe he was black. He yes. Black? A young black man. Yeah. Young black man. So uh, that inspired him to come out and talk about his um, attraction to trans women um, mm-hmm. and to let people know that. And I, I don't think we've ever had any publicly uh, black presenting, uh, black, cis, sh- straight, identifying man come out and say that he's trans attracted. Right. So this is quite, especially someone of that kind of power and clout, even though we all know for a fact that there's a lot more than just Malik Yoba out there. Oh, yeah. So, and he named a few in this interview. He did. He really did, which was really funny. But he, like, the people he named were people who had gotten caught with trans women before. Eddie Murphy? I did not uh, know yes, that Eddie one. Yes, Eddie Murphy got caught with trans women. Teddy Pendergrass had got caught with a trans woman. The thing is, like, it, those things it, those things kind of ran its course in the news cycle and just kind of fell to the wayside. Because that was old and they didn't have social media like that. Right, then. exactly. So now we do. So those right. things linger. So Malik yeah. Yoba, that, that was what sparked this whole thing. And now people having questions uh, about whether he's gay or not and all of that. So he decided to go to the Breakfast Club to clarify some things. Yes. And um, now I watched the interview. Um, and I, I got to admit, like, yes, black men, I guess we haven't stepped up in, in defense of, of trans women because homophobia right. is very real and very prevalent in, in our community, mm-hmm. in our culture. Um, I'm not going to be ashamed to say that uh, a, a lot of things that I saw in this interview, like I feel like like uh, the LGBT plus community, the LGBTQIA community mm-hmm. um, it should probably be a little more patient when it comes to this, okay. because this is, um, I guess, like uncharted territory for, for us. Like, yeah. could, because a, uh, uh, one of the biggest arguments that one of the um, and I don't remember the name of every single person that was on the show that day, but um, one of the things that they they talked about was saying that like uh, 
basically kind of having to go against everything that you see with your own eyes. Like you see a man, like he has the male reproductive organ. Okay. But you have to wait until they tell you what to identify them as. Right. In order for you to like, don't just go ahead and call him a man mm-hmm. or just don't, don't just go ahead and call her a woman. Like, wait till she tells you what she identifies as. And it's just like, I feel like there has to be a level of uh, patience mm-hmm. um, from the side of the LGBTQIA community, because it's like this is brand new. Like, this is something like this is not like Yes, trans people have been around for years. But as far as us, like. Like one of the things that I took away from from the interview was that um, someone said like, oh, the doctor kind of forces a gender onto you. Mm. And it's just like, well, the doctor is taught in school that if you see a penis, it's a boy. Mm-hmm. If you see a vagina, it's a it's a woman. Yeah. And so it's like in order to kind of be politically correct. Mm-hmm. With uh, in this, I mean, even if the doctor current, didn't say it, society forces it upon it upon you, right? But is is it forced? Because I, I wouldn't blame the doctor, right? But <laughs> but is it forced? Because we're all taught, like, yeah, if you have a penis, you're a male. If you have a vagina, you're you're a female. And it's like it's not the doctor forcing it on you. This is what we're taught. This is what yeah. the doctors it's, are it's taught. Socialization, in right? I guess. And it's just like kind of, and I always say it's like asking people to go against things that they're seeing with their own eyes okay. like because you see a man and it looks like a man smells like a man doesn't mean it's a man you got to double check and make sure that they want to identify as a man and yeah. and as as much as we're all trying to be respectful in this like you know trying to accept all these different like people and and all these different genders and 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 trying to be respectful of what people want to identify as I feel like there has to be a level of patience mm-hmm. given uh, from the LGBTQIA community um, and, and trying to have people like understand what everybody wants to identify as and yeah. what everybody wants to be called and, and this, that, and the third. That's okay. just my opinion. So I feel like there has to be patience on all ends, right? Like, yes, I feel of like course. there has to be patience in understanding that like this is not maybe something that you will fully understand. Mm-hmm. And it's... And also, like, your full understanding is not going... Your your full understanding or absence of your full understanding is not going to change how this person lives their life. Yeah. Right? So, like, you know, your understanding or, like, their their ability to live their lives as transgender-identifying people is not contingent on our ability to keep up or understand or accept it. So I think that there's just, like, this weird dance of, like, you know, being really frustrated by being marginalized, right? And being frustrated by not being heard and, and, and listened to so that it doesn't probably feel exhausting right having to constantly explain who you are having to constantly explain your identity i can relate to you as far as like there's a lot of things that i don't know right mm-hmm. and i'm and i wouldn't so i could I, I would identify as ignorant in that regard because i don't there's a lot of things that i don't know but i'm just certainly not willfully ignorant i, I want to understand you know i actively seek to understand and i think that yeah. that's where i think a lot of people a lot of people just have to kind of admit a their ignorance for things that they don't know and b a level of patience and under and understanding to accept it or to you know to 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 begin to understand how somebody lives their life because when you think about it this whole idea of like people like villainizing murdering killing well, all types of raping assaulting robbing people who identify as transgender that shit has to stop and that's to me the most fundamental issue yeah no nobody it's a human issue it's yeah, a humanity nobody, issue yeah nobody deserves to die because yeah. of like the kind of lifestyle that they right. live 
Like, it's so, a humanity issue. Hold on. Yeah. It's a humanity issue. And so if the next step of that humanity issue is in order for us to understand your humanity, we need to understand where you're coming from. There needs to be a level of patience in that understanding on both ends. I yeah. understand the frustration and the lack of patience on the end of uh, a lot of transgender people probably feeling like having to explain why they shouldn't die mm-hmm. can be really frustrating. And so then, then breaking down like terms to which they identify that are important to them and important to how they see themselves, you know, is really important to them because people die from it. Right. And I think like, I just want, I just, I just see a place where, you know, with time, with time that we get to a, a better place of kind of knowing how to interact with one another in a healthy and, and productive way so that people aren't going out and murdering, killing themselves or murdering each other. And also so that that stigma could really start to be lifted. And I really appreciate that interview happening on, you know, this black platform, yeah. which is historic that has been historically ignorant in their and homophobic yeah. at times. Yeah. Uh huh. So <laughs> I appreciated that all coming, yeah. coming through. No, yeah, for sure, man. And 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 the thing is too, like you may like I said, like I feel like there needs to be patience on both sides from like like you patience from like the heterosexual male, like you're not gonna understand, like offer it, right? Mm-hmm. So you have to have the patience to kind of sit there and try to understand. And like you said, like just because a person chooses to identify as this gender or that gender doesn't mean they deserve to die. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's like a humanity issue. Like I'm not condoning murder of anybody Mm -hmm. for no reason whatsoever. Right. Right. So that is is most definitely wrong. It's, It's the same way as 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 black men that you want to like just because I'm a black man. With dreads or whatever the case mm-hmm. is, like doesn't mean I deserve to die at, right. a, at a routine police stop. Exactly. Like it's it's, it's essentially the same thing. Um, exactly. And like I guess the other layer of it with yeah. transgender people is like like you said that initial confusion, right? As far as like how do I identify you, right? Like what like how and how do I identify you in a way that is con- makes me feel comfortable based on how I've been socialized and programmed to understand the world around me. And I think, especially when you think about like all of the forces that go into shaping people's identity, when you think about particularly with black men, Mm -hmm. like straight black men and what goes into reinforcing that straight identity, like that shit is like from birth, like you do shit, you do shit in any, you smile too much, you're gay, right? Like you laugh too long, you're you're gay. You want to, you know, I don't know, find some lipstick on the table, you put on your, on your, now you're gay. And even if you were gay, why is that the worst thing in the world? Right? But that's the, why you putting lipstick? But why is that the worst thing in the world, right? Right, like, right. You're a kid. It's not the worst thing you're, in the you're world. You're a kid, so the problem is Look, as like, a kid, I definitely put my mom's heels on. Exactly. Like, right? I'm, like, I'm not even going to front. Like, okay, I, you, I shit, say, you're curious. Like, I, was, I, say, I say, yo, these shoes like, look why different. Why can I put from, on a new Yeah, these shoes shoe. look different from my shit. Let right? me see how these fit. I, I almost broke my foot. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> but gay is like, it's, it's discussed as cancer in our community. Right, And it's yeah. extremely toxic, and that's like the level from which we're understanding things. And when you think about it, like, Transgender people, like this whole idea that transgender people, gay people, like I'm sure that there are people who may choose to do this. I don't know why, why they like why someone would choose to be gay in a world where like people are getting murdered for it or why you would choose to be transgender in a world where people are getting murdered for it. But if people want to believe that people that all of these people are just choosing this. Despite all of the repercussions, I don't. I don't know if you choose. Mm-hmm. Like I think, you, I honestly think like you're born that way. Like, yeah, I'm like, why the hell would I put myself? No, through yeah, this there's way? no way you're gonna why see what gay people and transgender mm-hmm. people are going through. No and say, way. Yeah, I want to be part of that. No club. way. And you know? I know, like, and I have a lot of gay friends, and and I'm and I'm not even trying to diminish the stories of people who that was their choice. Maybe that was. Yeah. But 
by and large, from the people that I know, that was not a choice. And they are like, and, and the friends that I have are like, are you, you think if I, you think like, you don't think I try to like pussy? Like, that's what my my gay male friends are like, you don't think I tried? Like, I had several girlfriends. I tried. I did what I could. But I, this that wasn't who I was. So, like, yeah. these are people who are just trying to live their lives like everybody else. We're all just trying to make it. Yeah. We're all just trying to survive in the best way that we know. So my biggest thing is, like, at the very fucking least, we got to stop killing each other. Yeah. At the very fucking least. And now, giving space for this man to identify as trans-attracted, I think that was confusing for people, right? Like, the how could you identify as straight? Yeah. And the motive, the motive behind Malik Yoba coming out as trans-attracted is very much into question because he's recently accused of paying a 13-year-old transgender woman for sex. Mm-hmm. So a lot, and and people don't believe that like, this is just him really trying to advocate for, for trans people, but more so him trying to get in front of a scandal mm-hmm. um, that he is, that's about to come out. Now, uh, Malik Yoba continues to face backlash after publicly announcing his attraction to trans women days after he announced his attraction on social media a trans woman mariah ebony claimed that the last og actor paid her for sex when she was 13 years old mm-hmm. following ebony's accusation yoba released a, a freestyle rap on social media proclaiming his innocence that's a <laughs> that's a quite an odd Ooh. way to... <laughs> yeah <I'm> sorry <laughs> and honestly like he, thir- dropped, he dropped the free <laughs> like no he dropped a freestyle saying, man, that nigga did that shit. And, <laughs> I didn't do it. No, I didn't do yeah, it. Like, didn't come on now. It, but no, I didn't do it. What happened to going to what happened to going to your PR firm? You know what I'm saying? And coming Wait, up. I got we gotta we gotta play that song after this. We gotta play that song. I'm even, curious now. I didn't even know. I did not know that he either. Dropped, he dropped, man, that okay. motherfucker guilty. But my Fuck question that. though, 13 years old, like honestly, I looked old for 13. But I didn't look older than 18. <laughs> so for me, the threshold for like, because 13. I don't care. I don't care what your body looks what? like. You could look at a, a girl's face and be like, yo, you are not over X, Y, Z age. 13. Huh. Okay. Well, he was dropped from Phi Beta Sigma. Ain't nobody, in, ain't nobody in that fraternity anyway. <laughs> If you if you know anything about the divine nine, but he was, <laughs> he was removed from the leadership role right. um, in uh, as a mentor uh, to right, preteen right, right. and teen age males, uh, so that the, yeah he was removed. And at first, I thought it was just on some homophobic shit because you know how yeah. you know straight black men be. But, yeah, but they, they, uh, it looks like they this, there's want, more layers to it. Yeah, when I first got get the story, of, yeah, I yeah. thought it was just simply, and I'm sure, and I'm sure, and I'm sure that like that doesn't help, but it looks like it's more so directed as far as um they must know that they must know something the alleged yeah yeah um issue okay well that happened all right let's move on yeah man um but this that that conversation on the breakfast club left me very like confused Mm -hmm. and like it's i don't know man we still let's just say we all still have a lot of learning to do Mm -hmm. when it comes to uh accepting trans people into our society into our circles or whatever the case is and was it just the first time? I mean, I don't want to say it's the first time, but on like such a major urban network yeah, like yeah. that to have that kind of conversation. Yeah, and, and I will give because I had at first when I when I initially last night when I was when I was making the lineup and everything, I had him in the shout outs because it is a big deal. Yeah, for a black man to come out and say I'm attracted to trans women. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, because like 
it's it, nobody wants to admit that. Yeah. But we've all seen the trans woman that we were like, God damn, she find this way. Thank she you. was born a man. What? Thank you. Like if yes. you if you watch the episode of Pose, you don't got fooled. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, come on, that's it's life, right? Like. Right. Like some some so, people go to better doctors than others, and mm-hmm. they my come friend out. also brought up. A, <laughs> my friend also brought up a really good point. She was like, because you know some trans people have both, you know, titties and a penis. And that could be really exciting. But for who? For some. <laughs> that could be exciting. Let's, let's move, get both. Let's move on before I lose the show. <laughs> <laughs> it could be. I mean, honestly, like, men don't have good titties. So, shit. Yeah, Maybe, man, man boobs aren't the nicest no. looking. <laughs> like, men would look, I don't know if you guys look better with titties. I'm not trans attractive, but, you <laughs> yeah. know, I, I, I can see it. it. There's a huge case for it for me. All right. That's all right. Uh, can, think about all the joy. <laughs> Come on. Honestly, I get it. So <laughs> I get it. And, and look, I, don't I, mean, love, I love. I don't mean to. I love know, titties myself. Yeah. Okay. Also, I don't mean to suggest that all trans people have those combination of things. I'm just saying. Right. That that's just one possibility. All right. So that, the possibility sounds exciting to me. So so <laughs> we not. I guess we won't spend too much time on this because because Addie doesn't seem I don't to believe, believe it. it. But Nicki Minaj announced that she was retiring last week. Now. Nicki Minaj retiring, and I got into a Facebook argument. I try not to do this because I, I try not I to. I saw the argument. Yeah, I try yeah. not to give my opinion for free. The person you know lost. Saying? Yeah, of course the person lost. Yeah. But with that being said, Nicki Minaj is a whole legend out here. If she does, in fact, never drop another note of music ever again, she is a whole legend out here. Because she ran from the female's perspective, she ran the game, she ran hip hop from the female side for 10 years. 10 years. And you Ten can't years. say that there was no other women out because Iggy Azalea tried to come out. Azalea Banks tried to drop records. She did, she tried it. There was other women that tried to drop records, but Nicki Minaj was so dominant that we didn't mm-hmm. hear about her. Okay? She has become the, the all time selling, all time rewarded female artist. Mm. Her album, The Pink Print. Made, sold album. 400 million units Damn. to date. What? To date. 400 million? Uh, 4 million. I was going to say, that's bad. crazy. Yeah, that's that's a lot. <laughs> but no, 4 million units to date. Okay. Right? And that's that's a big deal. Yeah, that is a huge deal. Yeah. And suddenly, like when Nicki Minaj came out, I mean, when Cardi B came out, suddenly nobody liked Nicki Minaj anymore. There was no and change. I didn't understand why. And it's because in the hip hop industry, between the bloggers and the media mm-hmm. and the radio stations, they make it so that you have to pick one woman to like at a time. Right. I think I think it didn't help because you know Nikki Nikki's very sensitive, so her reactions to things can be really explosive in ways that I feel like kind of rub people the wrong way. Yes. So I think that that's part of it, but I but I do think that it's also kind of fucked up because I feel like she's a human being, right? And I feel like and even I've criticized her reactions to things, but when I thought about it. I'm like, you know, I have to, I started to tread a little bit lightly because I was kind of like more so that I can't imagine what she's going through in the industry. Like all these dudes like undermining her at every step of the way. Right. You know, having to feel like you have to defend yourself despite all the stuff you can you can prove it with the paper, with the on paper that you've done. Still having to feel like it's day one, you know, having to prove yourself as a woman. So I think like for me, that kind of led me to like fall back in terms of like how she reacts. I can't really dictate that. That's, I feel like as a woman, especially as a black woman, like. Shit is hard and it's not easy to like maintain sanity, especially in that kind of toxic ass environment. No. So I, I agree she's a legend. Hands yeah, down. no, she's she's absolutely a legend. Mm-hmm. Um 
You want to jump into our uh, our next our next topic here? Yes. Oh, there was a lot of these posts actually. So this one's called um top seven toxic partners. Is this the men or the female version? Well, this the, the website oh, this, I found. Okay, you got both. You know me, I got <laughs> both. You know what I'm saying? I got the guys. You know, because I because I'm a journalist. Where was it? I do my research. Which <laughs> one you, you want to? Which one you want to go over first? All right, let's look at the boys first. Well, well, well. Okay, we're gonna do that. Let's look but, at the boys. <laughs> All right, so here they all are. I'm a, I'm a. You just uh, click on on one. Oh. And, oh, okay, it's asking Log us in. to be logged in. All right, well, just great. go to the girl site to go get it. All right, but um, no. Addie, she 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 identified with two of these, right? Um, no, it was it was if I had a gun to my head, these would oh. be the these would be the 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 uh the ones I would identify with. But no, I'm not toxic in any form or fashion. Um, <laughs> wonderful girl. Who I don't know, Addie. Addie, you might you kind might, and reliable. You, you, you might be a little toxic. I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> I think I'm pretty. No, I'm, I think we all have. You know, we all have our toxic traits or whatever. But no, of course. I of think course, I, I don't think sure. I have too many. <laughs> uh, Hold on, I'm gonna find this post because you right, didn't so, do a good job. So there, so there was different ones for the guy, right? They had the good guy. Um, I I, I found a post. I got it okay. on Facebook here. So so the good guy. Um, post every accomplishment, does volunteer work just to post on social media, <laughs> entitled as fuck, poor communication <laughs> skills. Uh, females never like good guys anymore. Oh, guilt trickers. This this was one of the ones that triggered me. And I, and I gotta like, say, so so being a good guy puts you on a list of being toxic? Yes, because remember how uh, the first time I came on your show, we were talking about guys who identify as good. Like one of the worst things I can see when a man identifies as a good man, it is a very bad sign. First of all, I'm it a is good. a very bad sign. First of all, I'm a good guy. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> if you identify as a good guy, you are sneaky. You are 100% sneaky, yes. Because an actual good man would never identify as a good guy. He would allow his actions to show it, and he would allow you to determine that. Likewise, for a good woman, a good woman, someone who identifies as a good woman is a (laughs) pick-me. Wow. Which is another toxic trait, meaning that— I got to disagree with that. You know, if you identify as a good woman, you are a pick-me. If you identify as a good man, you are sneaky, and you are probably cheating. Wow. All right. Um, Other toxic trait, of course, is the player. Okay, the inconsistent guy, though, I have one of those. Um, I, I've had one of those before. I don't appreciate the picture they have for the Netflix and chill guy. First of all, okay. Oh, <laughs> he looks too see. muscular for my liking. He all, you, he all you, poking out, he all popping you, out of the you, picture and stuff. I think you like him. That's what's going on. Well, all right. Anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> the no initiative guy was really frustrating for me too. Uh huh. Because when when I'm when I'm gonna see you, I hate that. Like, don't be hitting me up when I'm gonna see you. No actual conversation before, none after, no actual plan, <laughs> right? So, like, you're just, when I'm going to see you, nigga. What you trying to do, girl? Come on right. now. <laughs> this, this is the nigga who got his house burned down, by that, who, um, who got his house burned on fire. Remember when that girl, she, he was texting her, yo, come over in the middle of the night, and she went and burned his house down because he didn't pick up the phone? That's the when I'm going to see you type of nigga. Hey, look, Calls man. and texts often, but never plans anything. Has to feel your vibe first before taking you out. Probably has a girlfriend on the low. You be playing. Um, so, yeah. No. Anyway, now we can move on to the girls. <laughs> I don't have I don't have the, the post with the, with the girls. Okay, I'm going to find it. Um, so. Yeah. I, I tell you, there's way more toxic women out there than these guys. I'm, I'm you know a, that's not true. Well. You know that's not true. I, I, as a man, I'm going to defend my, my brothers. So uh, All right. So, we have the insecure girl. <laughs> zooms in on all, of you, all the girls in your pictures. Automatically hates every girl around you. Kevin is breathing, exhaling real hard. 
<laughs> press about those whose pics you're liking may right. go through your phone. I don't get along with girls type of girl. Ooh, I, yo, girls like that. Mm-mm. I can't. I'm a girl's girl. The curve queen. Great personality and fun as fuck. No one ever knows who they've dated. Barely replies to text. Always busy when you uh, want to hang out. Are you are you reading like your your personal profile? Or, I, he said I identify. He said he identifies me as a curve queen. I'm like, this you're is, you're a curve queen and you're the was it the heartless I, one? That's mean. Look, only hit the heartless girl only hits you up at night. Acts like acts like the homie when y'all are out. Nona pop up with the new man if things get shaky. Mm. Emotional as fuck, but that's none of your business. Mm. Two hundred unread texts. Mm. Okay, sure. I don't read all of my text messages, but you know, you don't have to text Addy ten times. Just to schedule a time to call her and 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 plan this show out. That's not true. <laughs> I'm pretty good with I'm pretty good with your. No, I I've, I've dropped the ball sometimes, but I would say with me, I, I'm, I, at, I'm at an eighty percent. I've had to rate. work my way into like Addie's text back rotation. Yeah, yeah. You, know? you have to earn that. <laughs> I had to work my way into. It. I'm not even trying to sleep with her. That's the crazy thing. That's, that's, <laughs> oh yeah, no, it's that, across the board. Family, friends, everybody. Everybody, get it. everybody's on the wait list yeah, for Addie's everybody. text messages. The pick me is the one who can make. Five different Alfredos. That's the look. <laughs> I don't want. I don't want to know. I don't know how y'all wear all that makeup type girl. Kind of, kind of like the insecure girl. Homebody. Hey, look, that's, always judging other women. Agrees those, with everything you say. Those are the girls that be married first. <laughs> I tell you that much. Okay. And married and left real quick too. No, ain't nobody leaving. Well, to pick they me. may not be left, but they'll definitely be disrespected <laughs> mercilessly, <laughs> mercilessly. Hey, look, man, look. Hey, look. <laughs> um, have you ever had a crazy girl, uh, huge B Simone fan, <laughs> known to pop up, wear sneakers often? If you've been with a girl, you've had a crazy girl, okay? <laughs> <laughs> wear sneakers often, may destroy your property, usually generous as fuck. Burn your um, house down. I'm call. crazy about mines. <laughs> type of girl. Knows Look. the password to your phone. I've definitely had that. <laughs> okay, well. Yeah. Oh, then there's the user. Knows a guy for literally everything. Never waits in lines. Always walks right into every function. Always mm. on vacation, but never shows who she's with. Quote, unquote, I hate right. broke niggas. This is like a lot of the Instagram girls. Yeah. 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 A lot of them. My, one of my friends, uh, she got flewed out to Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Didn't, God I had, Never had sex with this man in her life. Got flewed out to Hawaii. Look, I ain't even going to say what I, was, what I had on my I'm not going to say it. So I'm like, she's doing it right. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm sitting here worried about feelings. There you go. You you're over here not getting cold. Out. <laughs> anyway, that's it for our trending topics. Um, we're gonna jump into blow the whistle right now. Uh, we're gonna try to fly through these. Yeah, let's just. Yeah, yeah, because we got Keys Van going to building. We gotta get him on for sure. Yeah. Um, but I want to start off with our don't at me. Okay. And it feels I, like an attack. But go ahead. Well, look. I try not Go to off. single anybody out in my don't at me's, but for this one, I absolutely have to. <laughs> Ladies, I don't want to taste your food. Yes, you do. I don't care that you think it's the most delicious thing that you've ever had in your life. If I tell you I don't want to try it, don't force me, don't try to convince me, and don't coerce me into trying it because I don't want it you know why i don't want it because i don't want to share my food with you okay and if you offer me some of your food and i take some then that gives you right that gives you carte blanche to try my food whenever you feel like it's necessary 
So I don't want to try your food. I don't want to try the delicious chicken that you've had, the most delicious chicken that you've had in your life. I don't want to try the most greatest chips that you've ever had, Addy. <laughs> I don't want to try it. Okay, I will take your word for it. If you say it's delicious, then fine. But you won't take it's my delicious. Word for it. But don't force me to try it. You know why? Because when I'm eating and I get my food for a serving size of one, I don't want you to reach over into my plate. So please, ladies, if you are one of those women that say you have to try this. All right. If you're one of those women that reach over without asking permission with her fork or spoon into her man's plate, this don't at me is for you. You are an asshole. And a jerk. I said what I said. Now don't at me. Now here's my thing. I'm forcing you to eat the food because I will <laughs> eat your food when you have it. So this is all about reciprocity. No, don't give me the food because I don't want you to have any of my food. No, I want so your eat food. your food. So, no, no, I want your food regardless. I don't care if you have. What you, do. you could be having the most delicious looking piece of steak I've ever seen in my life. I will not ask you for some because I know when I'm having the most delicious piece of chicken that you might have ever seen in your life. Well, God bless you. You're going to ask me for something. God and bless I you want every right to say but no. But the rest of us with hormones <laughs> and periods and all that, we can't control that. Oh, yeah, it's not, sure. It has nothing to do with what we want. It's what the devil in our minds and our bodies mm -hmm. that are working hard to prepare for a child want. Right, right. <laughs> all right. So uh, quickly, I just want to go through. I'm going to go from the bottom real quick. Uh, Felicity Huffman, you know, the shorty who got her kid, scammed her kid through college. She gets one month of prison time. One month, so she's chilling. I mean, she didn't kill nobody. Uh, so. but she invested <laughs> yeah. a load of money. Um, she didn't kill nobody. It was, you know what it, was, it was fraud. And yeah, it, 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 and literally, there's there's a black woman who like changed her address to get her kid. I saw that into I saw a good that. school. Who yeah. like is who was doing some time, like some real time. I mean, it's a little so bit like, of fraud. A little bit of fraud. So, ain't that, ain't, so ain't the issue was the judicial the judicial system <laughs> that. Oh, what you think for, was going to happen to a white woman, I understand, a white but they rich they woman? They had the opportunity to make an example they because did. it was so high profile. But they were like, "Fuck!" But she you. got a movie coming out Fuck in February. She got a movie Fuck coming out in February, so they <laughs> can't do that to her. You know what I'm saying? Payola, um, right? Um, people who posted and made 9/11 jokes. Listen, um, there's not too many things that I get sensitive about. I guess if you even want to call it that, but. 9-11 uh, was a very traumatic day in my life as it was in yep. a lot of people who lived in New York City and any of the five boroughs lives. I know people that live in Harlem and the Bronx, they saw things from their window, mm -hmm. from their school's window, buildings burning, the building collapses. Um, a lot of people whose parents suffered from cancer years later. Mm -hmm. Like, I understand, like, you want to joke about things and you want to make light of certain situations, but to kind of share these memes of people who a lot of people these memes were probably created by people that don't live in the five boroughs yeah like that was a very traumatic day and for you to just think like it's a joke or mm -hmm. something that that is is oh uh, let me share this because it's funny like no one thinks it's funny mm -hmm. and it's just insensitive and not everything has to be a joke like right. sometimes like i know you, some people might want to joke about everything but Look, if you don't care as much as the next guy, sometimes it's best to just stay quiet. And I think that's what some of those people needed to do in this situation. I agree. Did you see, um, like, because I saw that the, there was this one post with the woman who was covered in, like, dust and debris. And, uh, no, I didn't, like, I didn't see that was, one. Like, Ayana something. Yeah. But she was 28 years old and worked at Bank of America at the time. And they, they captured that image back in, like, back on 9-11 on yeah, that day. And right. it became an iconic image. Um, but they, I saw a story 
or like a follow up story about her life. She actually passed away at 42, and right. she never she never received any assistance or help. She she died of cancer that was right. directly related to and, of course and suffered for all the dust and the asbestos. Like uh-huh. she had a, suffered a mental breakdown. Yeah, didn't um couldn't keep a job. Like all from this tragedy, you know. Yeah. So this is this is a real real real. Uh, real tragedy So shame on everybody Who feels like that's Yeah crazy. like it, You could be a social media comedian All you want mm-hmm. Like and, and mind you It wasn't none of the good so, uh, Social media comedians That was joking about this It was all the fucking Broke ass Nobody ass motherfuckers That thought Oh let me share a 9-11 joke Like it's right, not let me get funny some clout. Like, This was a very traumatic experience For like I, I was 11 years old at the time Like it was traumatic for me like I, I remember like just being nervous and anxious that entire day. Yep. After after the the um after we were attacked, like it's not funny. It's not a joking matter. And as a New Yorker, like you shouldn't find it funny. Like people lost thousands of people lost their lives. People lost their parents. Mm-hmm. So, like it, it was just it's just not something to to be joking about. Um, but with that being said, um, I just want to real quick. So the NCAA uh, California decided to pass a bill. That would allow the players to to get paid. We that was on shoutouts, but I want to blow the whistle on the NCAA because they decided that hey, paying players for their likeness is unconstitutional and unfair, which is a total load of crock. Mm-hmm. <laughs> unconstitutional, right? Right, exactly. Unconstitutional, right? The whole establishment's unconstitutional. Pretty much, slavery is still happening there. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, um, the NCAA, you definitely played yourself. These players are gonna get paid whether you like it or not. And now that California is going to pass this bill, the best thing that you could do is allow every single college athlete all over the country to make money off their mm-hmm. likeness. Otherwise, you're going to lose all, every single one of them. Yep. And that's pretty much that. Yep. Um, I guess that's it for Blow the Whistle. Show is. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to play a, a quick song. My guy Keys Van goes in the building. Hey. Uh, he's here. We're going to chop it up with him. Can't wait to get into that. Do not go anywhere. Keys Van Gogh is in the building. It's Ben Talks with the best in the world, Ben Lewis and Addie the Baddie. Hi. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> we will be right back. Shit to prove. Mm, around town, we the 
me with my team, yeah. Rolling up some green, we don't fuck with lean, yeah. Cup of Tennessee to clear my memory, yeah. From the imagery when you left on me, yeah. Everywhere I go, you know I keep one road, you know I keep one pose, you know my flow, yeah. You know how it go, and we don't trust these souls, oh no, no, no. Now we don't trust these souls, I got no love for those, and that's for real. That's just how. about pay your love people pay the people get on radio yo you already know what it is man it's your boy the best in the world ben lewis alongside addy the baddie and we got keys man going the building hey hey what up radio free brooklyn ben lewis radio how we doing man i'm good man good everybody good here he came through with the henny Yes, he my did, side, man. My son studio. Keys came, came with, the, right with the presence, quick. man. This is oh, a message yeah. to all y'all artists out there. Bring some hand dog for your boy, okay? Oh, man. But I'm happy to have you on the program again. It's like your third time my third, sitting, my third, sitting here third with me. My third time a charm, man. You know what I'm saying? You know, people like Addy, uh, in case you didn't know, people like sitting down with me. Oh, uh, I mean, I think I'm, people like sitting down with Keys. I, I got to see his show at the last showcase, and I was def- I definitely became a fan. Thank you. Appreciate it. That was a good. That was a good show. That was yeah. a good. You really like captured the audience and everything, and like I, yes. could, I was like, oh, in places, because your ability <laughs> to just 
juggle so many of your different talents and command the audience at once was really awesome. Thank you. Um, you know what's crazy? I met Keys Man Go at a producer battle. <laughs> like, what? yeah, I didn't even know he made yeah, music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know he made music. I met him at a producer battle, which he won, by the way. Shit. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, okay. And so I was like, all right, this, hats, Gemini this, shit, this, this is know? a this is a dope <laughs> producer. And I guess he was producing beats that was too fire. So he said, <laughs> can nobody do these beats justice but myself? Got it. So he started making his own music. And boom, there you are, man. You yeah, got the am, opportunity man. To uh to do ballad of bands at Afro Punk. Yeah, man. Um yeah. And, and that's kind of where I wanted to start, man. Talk about your experience with that as far as like garnering the votes to get you there. And Yo. like what was it like, you know, uh a little disappointment there you didn't you didn't win win the yeah, yeah, yeah. the um the showcase, but what was your whole experience like with that? Yeah, man. I mean, so first and foremost, I mean like even though I didn't win and you know, go to the finals, uh for me and the team, uh, it, it was a win regardless. Uh, I mean, I had never been in front of a stage that big. It was like 200, at least 200 people in that room. There was a lot wow. of people. It was a lot yeah. of people in that room, yeah. which, again, just elevated everything that I felt on stage mm-hmm. um, from the whole process, even the voting process of mm-hmm. like, I was kind of blown away just by that, you know, like, um, you know, getting votes from people that, you know, it, it, it was just like crazy to see that sort of support. Yeah. Sort of tangible support you know what i'm saying like where it's like you know like streams is different you can't always mm-hmm. like pinpoint like right, who's playing this but the votes was like coming in one after the next after the end it's just yeah. crazy to me that i was just like wow this many people like really want to see me you know go somewhere with this and um, right exactly. that was the crazy like that was the type of energy i, I brought all the way all the way up to the stage man yeah. um because some of those a lot of the same people like yourself that voted uh to get me on that stage were right there in the audience yeah, so I like, voted every I day. always <laughs> yeah man pre- yeah like I had like people was like setting alarms um just to remind themselves to like vote I think like out of my mother was sending out messages Aww. to people there you uh, go you shout out to my mom <laughs> I had some of the church involved although you know I don't know if they would have uh, like the second song I performed, but you know, you know love is you love know. anyway. Uh, God, God love. Had some grandmother support out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. For sure, these grandmother like sent messages Tell out them to I everybody. Some modified twerk. <laughs> I already know the granny twerk. I learned There's early. A granny twerk. <laughs> oh yeah, you just like, flop over. Yeah, I gotta show you later. I, I don't know. I don't want to see no granny <laughs> twerking. <laughs> Leave that on. Granny twerk team. Leave that in the corner of Pornhub somewhere. You know, somebody out there watching that right yeah. now. So. My question for you is, um, you know, did you ever expect yourself to, did you ever see yourself? Like, let's talk about you five years ago. Did you ever see yourself on a stage like that? Uh, So funny you asked that. So literally like probably like a year exactly before, like prior to that actual contest, it was like a goal, like on a sheet of paper, literally, or like in my notes app, just saying like, I got to find a plug for Afropunk. And a year later, Again, even the week, like two weeks before the voting started, I took a shot in the dark, seeing like an IG Afropunk ad, like submit, and I'm just like, I'll try it, mm-hmm. and then maybe like it must be a sign, right? We, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, and right. even then, like I, you know, I text my manager right away. I was like, yeah, I submitted, but you know, yeah. Like, shout, shout out to Teron. Shout out to Teron, man. Um, yeah, man. Uh, so you know, like even at that moment when I decided to submit, like in my head, I was just like. You know, I mean, you know, like it's a lot of artists right yeah. now. There's a lot yeah. of artists, especially coming out of Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Um, 
that are actually doing like incredible things and I, I you know i was just like i don't know if i'm you're like, doing you incredible things too you don't gotta be so modest yeah, you, you know. know you know i am man. you know so <laughs> yeah you know yeah. but it was one but of those know. it was one of those cases where it's just like i don't even you know i just took a shot and then i was i tell people this story is funny because i was watching like the last uh I was watching the season or the the series finale of The Office. I was doing something like OD regular, mm-hmm. yeah, chilling boxes, like doing nothing, getting ready to go to work the next day. And then, like, I happened to look at my email and saw the congratulations email, and I was like, kind of flipping out in my head. Yeah, I ain't seen nothing to shorty. I was just like staring at my phone a few times, and then everything else after that was history. I've called like a dude, a uh, guitar player that I know. Um, I was like, yo, I think I just made it to the like voting around for afro punk i think it's it's battle of the bands yeah, yeah. And most people who know me i'm on i'm like normally on stage solo so i hit up my homie like yo i think i need at least a guitar player or something. <laughs> yeah he made a couple phone calls after we linked up in the studio the next day and within like two days we had a full piece band Dang. i didn't even know those dudes like six days before the show and we wow. just locked in got two rehearsals done and we had to show that we had that night so yeah and that's fire. and that's that's the crazy thing like because usually and for those of you listening, man, a Keys Van Gogh performance, he has like instruments set up on every corner of the stage <laughs> and he's bouncing around yeah. and he's doing his thing by himself. He's the band. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So what like what was it that what clicked in your head that made you say like, OK, I need to focus all my energy on the performance aspect. I need to get people to to kind of do the music aspect for me. That what, was like, actually, like what made that you what made you do that? That was all honestly like shout out. To uh, the guitar player who was also the music director Juan Arango, he's like a crazy jazz cat guitar mm-hmm. like mastermind genius behind the boards as well. So, you know, I hit him up because I knew that I needed someone else that understood what I'm doing on stage, like mm-hmm. behind the laptop, but yeah. also as a musician. And um, it was his idea. Like, I mean, originally I was gonna still be playing the keys, but um, he wanted me to have the freedom to move around and everything, and I wanted to try something different. And I figured, why not? You know, yeah. I got this stage that I've never. I didn't even expect to be on, so I might as well like go hard or go home. And um, that sort of opened, you know, as you could tell in the audience, like I was bouncing all over that stage. Like I had <laughs> never had that much energy. Like amazing, second- <laughs> look, amazing performance, bro. Thank amazing you, man. performance. It's like, it's like second. Oh, song Ke- again, Kevin was, was Kevin was there. You was there. I forgot oh, Kevin. <laughs> I, oh, oh, yo! <laughs> don't don't do that to Kevin. Come on, <laughs> don't do that. yo. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, he's so, a be- he's a beast. He's yo. a beast. Photographer, beast, videographer, like, yeah, bro, like, yeah, we gotta talk, bro. But um, don't do that. He's on the contract. Don't do that. <laughs> I, 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 I saw your, uh, <laughs> nah, but I gave him Henny though, so he's on my contract. Though. All this forgiven. I saw you. Uh, you have a new project late. Is that is that is that uh, the project you're currently pushing or? Nah, that was I. I dropped late. That was my most recent, most project. recent project. Um, okay. with the yeah. with that fire joint night on there. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So it was just like a four track EP. Um, Dope. I am working on a lot of new music okay. right now. Um, I haven't really. This is, I guess, some people call this album mode, but you know, it's, yeah, I'm not really making an album. Yet. You got hold it I'm the single, like a, yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm like doing yeah. a single game yeah. right now. I'm just trying to see where I want to take it next. I have a lot of ideas in the in in the bag right now. I have a few finished singles. I actually have one that I'm gonna be dropping. Uh, three weeks from now pretty much um october is a new the, the last joint that i premiered at the afropunk okay um, yeah show so i'm gonna drop that within a few weeks from now so yeah man i'm um, just moving single after single i got another one in the bag after that so i'm just keeping the momentum going and trying not to lose that uh 
that energy from Afropunk, man, and just keeping up. Right. Yeah, man, for sure. Like, and, 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 let me just tell you, I boycotted Afropunk. <laughs> he did. He was, he because, was cause, shit. Because Addy was like, yo, I got to take it if you want to buy it. I was like, no. no. I refuse to go because they didn't pick my man I was man trying kids. to explain to him that it's still it's still a really great opportunity that you were able to get on the stage. She was. Oh, yeah, That, yeah, like, yeah. just the exposure alone, like, you know, being in that pipeline of artists that was able to touch that stage. It's definitely, already dope definitely. and like even being able to add that to your body. But you know, we don't listen to, like, to women. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> don't, speak, don't speak for keys. Don't speak for keys. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, like in that same regard, like, I mean, again, it was a crazy win regardless of yeah. the outcome because for me, I had never performed with a full band before. So like yeah. that opened my eyes and like there's different things I can try even musically now mm-hmm. considering like, okay, like when I perform this live, and play this with a band i can do different things so that whole process was like a crazy learning process to me like i even during rehearsals i learned different things with uh juan the music director we were just trying different options and um yeah man like how it, much of a weight did it take off your shoulders to not because like again knowing that the, the kind of sets that you do when you perform like you're pretty much doing everything yeah so how much of a weight did it take off your shoulders to have somebody yeah. To handle all the music and all when you had to worry you, about was performing. When I tell you, like, I can't thank Juan enough. Yeah. Because it's like, I kept repeating that during the process. I was just like, yo, bro, you don't understand. Like, I'm normally, like, freaking out. Even, like, the day of the show, I'm just like, it's so many things. You know what I'm saying? And it's, mm-hmm. it right. all falls on me. Like, if something goes wrong, I'm the only one. Normally. Yeah, everybody going to be looking like, at, oh, you know Keith, this it, nigga, yeah. this guy, Keith Van Gogh is trash. You know what I'm saying? I you mean, don't want that. I mean, this probably one of the first shows I didn't have a technical difficulty. You know, like, how that yeah. happened. You know, it happens. And, um, I mean, this is the first time I felt like an artist, quote, you know. Yeah. I yeah. walked in, and I didn't really do any. I didn't set any equipment up. Mm-hmm. Sound check, I was there. But, you know, like, I was, you know, like, on my bougie art, you know, I was yeah, there. Right? I was just there, you know, like I was with the shades so, on. I'm surprised you don't got the shades right, on right now. That mean that mean he really fuck with me because he don't got the shades on. <laughs> right? The first two times he had the shades on, but I guess because Addy's here, because Addy's here, he took the shades off. Now that you you know rich and famous and whatever, um, what's the first ignorant thing you gonna buy, if anything? I'm just curious. Honestly, like the way life is set up right now mm-hmm. for me right now, like I'm like all the way off. Like I'm really trying to like buy property. Mm. Could be a crown fry though. Black you know, ownership. Like maybe there maybe I'll go. do something like that. You know, mm-hmm. like Keys Van Gogh fry. Get, get a, uh, it's a franchise. Niggas that, that know me the most, they know they know I be at the chicken spot. So um, hey, we maybe, all be at the chicken spot. Like oh, maybe a, I can take some of that ignorance and I, I done raised me. Yo, maybe okay. you can make a even better like chicken sandwich. A crown fried chicken sandwich. You know, chicken sandwiches Ooh, all the way. Right, I might so. have to hit my Ooh. mom's up for the recipe. Mm-hmm. Like, yo, yo. Now, you're originally from Alabama. Bama boy, man. Ooh, man. Yeah. And, and I know you've been in, in New York for a while. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's, it's pretty much evened out at that. Well, a long time ago. Is, is, is Alabama fucking with Keys Van Gogh? Yeah, you know, um, and I, I actually want to go down there and, like, try to do some shows. But, I mean, it's, it's hometown. Um, of course, yeah. I haven't been in a long time, but I'm also noticing that I'm getting some support. You know, you can look at your data and all mm-hmm. that stuff now. Um, I'm not an artist, so I Well, yeah, um, you can look at your data and you can see, like, <laughs> apparently, like... Holy, nobody nobody fucks with me. <laughs> but, like, interesting, like, so with Hold It... Yeah. Seattle is bumping at the most right now. Seattle, Digo, and then there's Tuscaloosa, like, Alabama. So I'm like... Can I, oh. can I just say, like, Hold It is... To me, I got this like spinning on like my 
my playlist of like songs that I, I like in the mix with all the mainstream people and everything. Like Hold It is one of the shits that I bump really hard, like all the time. It is an amazing record, bro. Like, you, like how in the world did you come up with that? It just came, man. I'm, I'm just, just so uh, talented. Nah, nah man. I mean, you know, like, this guy, this guy. It just <laughs> happened. I mean, uh, he just like tied up his dress to the side and was yeah, like, right? yeah, hold it. Let, let the record let I'm the record show that I've never seen first. this time the beat came first I've never seen Key's Dreads not in that position yeah I was gonna say like <laughs> a year ago was the, you know it just changes it's like a great, over, I, over 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 I feel like, like I've known you about a year and <laughs> it was like this last year nah it used to be I don't know I, I don't remember it might have been, it been. Yeah. as it grows what other styles you have in mind I don't know that's the thing like I don't you gonna evolve? this was never the plan either yeah. it just just happened and uh it's keeps happening but at some point you know I, I would like to wear a hat again okay and that's what kill, that's really what's killing me most like i was like damn like i can't no wear hats. this pork pie i can't wear this fedora or whatever yeah you know, like, oh Scully, you, you do the, for, you do yeah, the fedoras yeah, oh, okay yeah, okay gotta get your earmuff game strong yeah right it's not the same it you got you got to put it to the back of the head headphones the head. as you can see it's not the same like, yeah. yeah i figured it out finally just trying to Nah, yeah, them shits look crazy on your head. I'm not, yeah. I ain't want to be that guy, bro. <laughs> Is this inappropriate, but how old are you? Because I was looking at your website and you were talking about like time and like talking about like, um, yeah. I'm 14. <laughs> <You> <laughs> talk- oh, time. Just ta- yeah. talking about, you know, like, like and this time? was in relation to the album late, just like, you know, feeling like your dream is too late for you to achieve your dreams. Right, 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 right. I'm just curious as to like, up on I that. That. Let's you know, go, let's I, go. I'm going through the same thing and I, I got you know, we got it. I, I got it in the notes. Like you, know <laughs> you got nothing in the notes. I did my research. Anyway. Uh yeah, I mean I'm yeah, thirty. So I'm thirty. Uh surprised, you know. I know I, I mean, just turned thirty. Look um, They're black, don't crack. We don't God crack. Damn you know, it. Yeah. Baby oil every morning on on you know, every morning. What's your routine? Just keeping it natural, water, baby oil, okay, regular, you know, like and I got sensitive skin, so you know, know. all that other stuff just doesn't work. Do My mom raised me on baby oil. She mm-hmm. called it grease. And baby oil or baby, baby oil, oil gel? Because I, because nah, I fuck with the gel. You use baby oh, you oil? Use, um, baby wait, 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 wait. What's wrong with the gel? No, I never tried the oil. I haven't tried the oil. I fuck with the baby oil gel. Give me the baby oil. I haven't tried the gel. Because the the baby oil seeped through my fingers. And then, you know what I'm saying? I used to hate it You know, like my mom's sent me out out the crib. Yeah. You know, I'm just trying to play ball. And it's like, I come out with shiny legs. And I'm just like, I mean, I guess, you know, in football, it would have been cool. Because nobody Seriously. My dad tells this story about I try. I play. Oh no! I'm sorry. Go yeah, ahead. So my dad tells this story about how I was born light skinned, and my mom used to bake me in baby oil and send me outside to play all day. <laughs> like that's why you black as shit. <laughs> but yo, not for nothing. You throw on. You throw on like a nice layer of baby oil. You not. You not gonna be ashy. No, like, it's at true. All. Look, I. Man, that's. I use yeah. baby oil religiously. Baby oil gel, the cocoa butter infused <laughs> baby oil gel. gel. You know, I- Come on now, you gotta try the gel. Come on now, you got you, you got a little something now. All right, <laughs> leave him alone. <laughs> so, what made you decide to like just be like fuck it, let's do this career? Like, I've always been doing um music. I mean, as you, like in the bio, there's a slight timeline there, but um, I think pretty much what it came down to is that certain at a certain point after I was making beats for a while, making beats for other people that developed into me writing songs for other people developed into me being on the hook like by request by certain artists like managers they'd be like yo you know you don't sound bad on the hook so stay on it and then at some point you know it came to a point where it's like i felt like part of me was being sort of detached 
from the idea that I had when I made the record and when I hand it off to someone else, it either gets wasted, like just on a shelf, politics get involved. Or some trash ass person get on there. That has happened once and it's just like... (laughs) Not you know like not trash, but it's just like man, that just wasn't the that wasn't the vision. And yeah. then, um, like I said, take that on top of just you know putting in like you know forty plus songs in a folder, and then nothing really sticking because it doesn't fit into the politics of whatever it is and and whatever the industry was like maybe like right. five years ago where it's just like you know it's just like i rather like now instead of just sitting on re- like night was one of those records where it's like the beat was done like two years before i dropped it right and and it's an amazing record it's an amazing record like, like yeah. that's the crazy like, I was thing shopping yeah. it around but then it was just like oh well no one knows who you are so it's like you can't ask for this number and then you can't ask for these rights because no one knows. So I'm just like, or I can just drop it myself and stop sitting on this beat for two years. Yeah. yeah. So that's what happened. And, uh, so, so like, it's, it's unfortunately like at the time flies when you come in here. But, oh, uh, wow, yeah. yeah. So, uh, w- what can we look forward to? Like, you got any projects coming up? Yeah, like, um, what, what are we looking forward to for Keys Van Gogh? October 4th. Uh, this, y'all, y'all gonna be the first ones to hear this. October 4th, I'm dropping a new single. It's called French Toast. Okay. Uh, I love French it's, Toast. It's a I nice, fun Toast record. Uh, it's actually a song. I know like, I liked you, Eddie. Yo, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, October 4th, I'm dropping a new single. Um, The video for Hold It is out right now. If you yeah. haven't seen it, definitely like hit up the YouTube, check it out. Um, yes, sir. Shout out Tommy Rebel, always making a movie. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, so, October 4th, we dropping a new single. Mm-hmm. Dropping more singles after that. Uh, probably going to close out the year with like maybe two more singles. Okay. And yeah. then, uh, top of the new year and probably i'll probably have a nice little ep coming along nice. all right yeah. man we're definitely looking, looking forward, forward to that tell everyone where they can find you at man yo uh instagram that's keys van gogh that's k-e-y-z v-a-n-g-o you can also uh look for keysvangogh.com youtube keys van gogh spelled everywhere across all platforms alpha music uh title uh spotify everywhere man there you yeah. go man that's keys van gogh i guess for today yeah, yeah. Stay locked in. Here and now, Richard C is up next. Do not go anywhere. Hey. Everyone stay safe over the weekend. And I'll catch y'all on Tuesday for Brooklyn Bandstand. We out of here.